Welcome to Rethink Retirement. It's a Next Up podcast and I'm Victoria Tomlinson. And I'm Trevor Hatton. We're here to show you how you can use your skills and experience as you move into retirement. Or unretirement, as we like to call it. This is a key time in your life. And whether you're thinking of slowing right down, volunteering, or maybe taking up a new challenge, it's a lot to take in. Each episode, we're going to meet someone who's already been through this, and we hope it will inspire you. So today's guest is Rob Taguri. Uh, Rob has recently unretired after a career in technology and consulting. Rob, welcome. Perhaps you could tell us a little about your story and how you got to this point in your career. Sure. Thanks, Trevor. Hello, Victoria. So I guess I, I'm I. You know, I'm a career consultant for the most part. Um, I was in, in the technology business for over 30 years, um, doing a number of different roles, worked for several uh, large, both software companies, but also consulting organizations. And, you know, I had a, a, a quite a, um, you know, I went right from a graduate program right through up and uh, up to senior management. And, um uh, lived all over the world. I've lived in, uh, you know, obviously I'm from Toronto originally, but I've lived in uh, Silicon Valley for a year and a half or so. I lived in the Boston, uh, New England area for a year and a half, two years. Um, my children have been around sort of, you know, growing up with this moving as well. So kind of had, you know, a relatively traditional career in, in the technology um, sector um, for the past 30 years. Um, I am married. I've got three grown children. I've got one child who is still in his second year of university. So hopefully um, by the end of uh, next year, he'll be through. Um, uh, no grandchildren yet. Got a dog um, and live very, a very quiet life in, uh, in Surrey, um, just outside of, uh, outside of London. So, Rob, you've been involved with a charity now that I think you got involved with before you left uh your corporate life. Can you just tell me a bit about that and how it's led to what you're doing now? So, so whilst I was working, I was involved with a charity. Um, I uh, was uh, invited to and applied for a role as a trustee on the board of this charity. And um, I did it for a number of reasons, uh, but I was interested very much so in the, in the, the area of focus that the charity has, which was social mobility. Um, I'm passionate about it, um, and it got my interest. But on a, a more secondary note, I was thinking about my retirement, and it was coming up in, in a few years, and I was thinking, you know, I, I'd heard other partners in the same uh, age group as myself and, and similar uh, retirement days talking about a NED, and I didn't really know what a NED was, um, did some research and figured that, you know, this would not only uh, um, uh, give me some uh, insight in terms of the area that I was passionate about in terms of the charity itself and what it did, but would also give me some experience in terms of working on a board, um, having uh, really getting to understand what that means and the, the interrelationship between the chair and the management, the management of the of the um, uh, of the charity. So yeah, so was involved before I retired. That that was my rationale for joining and. Um, to be quite honest with you, for the first year or so, 
I probably only did about a day a month, um, and that was attend certain meetings um, because I was extremely busy at my job and 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 didn't didn't uh, really uh, uh, have the time to put into it. But I learned a lot from that that experience um, in terms of my time management and what's required and what the role of a non-exec director is on a board. Can you tell me how did you feel? um you know about making the transition from uh you know senior management the senior management role in in a big corporate to kind of you know having to make it all up for yourself what was your kind of emotional journey like as you went through that change yeah trevor great question um so i would say that somewhere around two or three years before uh retirement I began to think about it. And I will tell you that initially it was not pleasant. The, the, the thought and the concept of that my career was reaching a certain point which had, um, you know, an ending to it. When I had spent 30 years looking to open the next door or set of doors going up a path. Um, we're coming to an end. It was emotionally difficult for, for I would say I probably went through eight, nine months of just almost in denial about it because it didn't elicit comfortable feelings within me um, to think about that word retirement um, and what that, what that meant. Um, so I began doing a few things, uh, you know, which were probably more reactive than well thought out. So, you know, I continually would, would um, sit down with my wife, we'd review our finances, what type of financial position are we in? Um, you know, it, it, do we need to, to rethink things here? And, and sort of did a review of which drove my wife, you know, <laughs> it, it got her, it got her thinking and going as well. But I sort of got, I won't use the word panicky, but it was not a pleasant feeling. But I think after about eight or nine months, and what really helped me was that board role on the charity, because I began to get a lot more experience. I began working closer with the chair. Um, I began heading up a committee, um, and it became far more interesting, and it became far more real because I didn't have a very good view of what Aned did what the role was, I thought you just showed up at the at the quarterly um, uh, directors meetings and gave sage advice to people who really didn't know as much as I did. <laughs> and and in all fairness, that was the complete opposite from really what the role is. I mean, um, you know, you build up a degree of content over a career. And, and I think some of that is is useful and, and a lot of it can be can be useful. But it's more about coaching and understanding um, and, you know, from an emotional perspective. But I think it's also about rolling your sleeves up and doing work um, there, you know, running a committee for a charity, even though it is pro bono. Um, it's a lot of work. I just completed a work stream where uh, we had to do a new CEO search. The existing CEO um, uh, has left uh, the charity, leaves, uh, officially leaves at the end of uh, January. And so we had three months, uh, four months to find a new CEO. And that 
you know, was not an insignificant amount of work. Um, we had over 120 applicants. There was myself and two others working on this work stream. Unlike in my professional life where I had a, 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 a personal assistant, I had other, uh, you know, I had teams that where I could draw on for resources. This was all about, you know, rolling my sleeves up and actually building my own spreadsheets, my own PowerPoints, organizing the meetings, making sure that we had this all together. And as I say, it was not an insignificant amount of work. Now, let me just make the connection between that and generally retirement and answering that question. So, you know, because everybody says, so what are you going to do now? Are you really retired? Um, yeah. it, it got to a point where I almost dreaded that question going uh, prior to lockdown, you know, going and visiting socially or at the golf club. Trevor and and other places, um, but it really made me think. What did I really want to do? And you know, I I had to really sit back and be honest about it and get out of that emotional state where you know I was worried that my career was at an end, so to speak. Yeah, um, and I really had to sit back and say, so what has your experiences been? What are the things you really enjoyed about work life and 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 the profession that I was in? And what are the things that were not as fun and not as important? and how how do you come up with a way of being able to articulate a narrative that will help guide you and direct you to those activities and things that that that, that will make you feel fulfilled and you know because you've got a big gap to fill there. So, um, you know, again, as I say, that charity board work really helped. But I think just some some time to self-reflect and to think about what it is I really wanted to do. And I know, Trevor, you and I have spoken about this to, to a degree. But I really wanted to do something different. I didn't want to do more of the same. Um, um, but I needed to make a connection between my experience and my content that, that I'd built up um, and doing something different. And so that resulted in me getting involved in, in, I'm involved actually in one startup, which is an Indian startup now, on their advisory board, um, helping them with go-to-market and advice as a technology training company. But there's two other uh, little projects that I'm looking at as well that are very much in the, in the similar um, uh, uh, space as that. But I've been able to really carve out a different role for myself than traditionally. Um, I now know how to, I think I'm getting better at it. So, so I, I, I now think I have a better way of translating my content and my experience in a way that can be monetized for value by the people who are receiving this, as opposed to sitting back in my armchair and pontificating on sage advice. Um, <laughs> There's actually, I actually, you know, have learned that I need to roll my sleeves up, take certain work streams by, by, by the, uh, by the collar and help drive it through. And I think that experience from the charity and moving that into the startups that I've been involved in, um, has really established me in terms of being able to differentiate between myself and others who are involved in those similar situations and organizations that I'm involved with um, in terms of both differentiating myself, but at the end of the day, um, myself getting uh, a degree of, um, you know, 
pleasure out of doing all of this value for me. Rob, you are summing up so many of the things that Trevor and I are talking about when we're helping others. Uh, Thank you for being so honest, to be honest, about that whole, nobody likes to use that word. They they call it the R word, you know, that whole retirement piece. I think most people find that word and the concept horrible. And you've just Mm. confirmed that there. So thank you for being so honest about that. And the things there about sort of taking on something, having something that you've got a kind of focus and purpose, if you like, while you're going through that, I hate that word transition too, but, you know, while that's happening, while you sort of work out things for the future. In all of that, what were the biggest surprises, good or bad, really? Or did you expect any of this? Um, so I, I didn't, I, there was a lot of surprises. But probably the biggest surprise for me was how much I enjoy ret- unretirement. <laughs> I enjoy being on my own agenda. I do not miss that three hours worth of, of travel into the city every day. Um, I, I can assure you, I do not miss that. I And believe it or not, I do not miss the constant client dinners and the entertaining that goes with all of that. And not getting home until 10 or 11 in the evenings. Um, I do not miss that one bit. Um, and so so to answer the question more broadly, I've been able to really establish what I do like and what I don't like in much more clear terms that, that, that in some ways, whilst having a, a five-day, seven-day-a-week job, um, you know, because of the ethos within those jobs, you couldn't say that really, you know, you'd have to say, oh, I love getting up for a Saturday afternoon meeting at three in the afternoon to go through the P&L with your, with your leadership team, you know, and, and, and if you didn't, you, you know, you just didn't feel right about that. But I have no qualms now of saying, I don't like that. I don't want to do it. And this is how we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, in, in, in a much more comfortable way. Um, so I think to, to answer the, I don't know if that answered the question specifically, but being able to figure out and being able to be more uh, assertive about what I like and what I don't like has been a great surprise for me. Um, I think for the first uh, little while as I approached the actual retirement date, I was almost had this feeling every day of grasping at things. Any opportunity that came along, I'd grab it and, you know, I'd be shoving my, my you know, 30-year senior CV in front of people. And, you know, I, now I'm just far more uh, calm and measured about it and far more confident in terms of the things that, that um, I want to do and the things I don't want to do. You know, I've had two offers in the I'd say in the last three months of board positions that I know they were great positions but they were going to turn into from a day or two a week to a five day a week job and which is fine yeah but that's not what Rob wants to do um yeah I I have carved out sort of a my own time now within all of my my day-to-day um activities and it's valuable to me, and I don't want to give it up. And 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 be that as it may, that is the way. It is. <laughs> I remember, Rob. I remember when we caught up uh, a month or so ago, and I said, "So you know, how's retirement for you?" And your immediate reaction was, "It's great." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you're, it certainly comes across in the way you know you're describing it. Um, so, if you kind of look forward 
in a, a few years. What what do you think's on the horizon? What what what's next? Well, yeah. So so before I answer that, though, I I just want to fully answer the previous question. Oh, okay. so I talked about all the the goodness. Yeah. 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 But here's the stuff that is not quite so tasteful. And I and I think this is really important for anyone who's going to go into this phase of their career. And I do call it a career is that you have to be and take a hard, cold, honest look at your finances and and be as honest about that with yourself and your family as you possibly can. And that was a hard thing for me to do because in my career, my wife managed all of our finances. I couldn't even tell you what my paychecks were on a monthly basis. Uh, she handled everything. Um, Without that, you need to you, because you do have to make certain adjustments. Unless you you know you've got millions in the bank, um, you have to make certain adjustments. You have to follow a budget. Um, you ha you have to think about it anyways, regardless of the situation you're in or not. And that for me was not a fun thing to do. And and it was part of the you know I had immediate tissue rejection to that. You know, there's somebody else that can do this for me. The first year of my doing my taxes in that situation. Do you know what? This year, I get back 2,000 pounds on my taxes. <laughs> that has never happened to me in 30 years. Um, you know, and then I incorporate it as well. So, I, you know, I've got something that I can, uh, uh, you, you know, a limited company I can invoice to. Um, but all of that required me going and asking some questions in an area that I'd never had to do before. But if I were to give advice to somebody else, it's so well worth taking the time to get into that um, and, and to get that sorted because it just makes other things so much easier in terms of the administration. Here's another one. Dental plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The practices of life. Yeah. I, I've always had a dental plan in private health care. Always. Yeah. So my wife and I had to go out and shop around for that. And when you're saving for your retirement or you're thinking about retirement, those are things that just don't enter your mind from a budgeting perspective. The other one is at a certain point, one of us may have to go into and, you know, to extended care or to a care home. Have we planned for that in our retirement? Yeah. How would we deal with that situation, or do we just call the kids and say, you know, <laughs> you've got to you've got to carry me for a while. so? But as 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 I can joke about it now, but these are things that that financial aspect of things, it's well worth taking the pain, biting the bullet, whatever whatever the <laughs> the phrases you want to describe it. But I think it's so important because that gives you a level and sense of, of confidence and self-confidence and then informs you on a go forward basis. So Trevor says, so, so, you know, where do I see myself in a few years? Um, honestly, I, I, so there's, there's opportunities come up all the time. I like the board work, um, but I'm, 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 I'm more educated now. So it's not that I would do. I don't think I could handle more than two board roles at a single time, even if each board role was advertising a day a month or a day every two weeks. Two board roles would be enough for me. Uh, or, or, and depending on the board, um, that could be too much. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's probably something that 
I'd like to maintain and in the charity sector, especially because I do get a lot of uh, self gratification from it and uh, and I enjoy it. The other area, though, that I see a huge uh, uh, interest for me with my technology background on is the private equity industry. They're moving into technology in such a big way and have little or no experience in that in that space. Um, there's a tremendous amount of opportunity there uh, for a retired or unretired individual to if they if you carve out the right role and you 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 really think about your value proposition i think there there's an opportunity there to to create you know a mini business with just in that one segment of private equity um and that's i've only learned that in the last 6 months and 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 i think the magnifying glass of covid has really brought that um brought that out in in much more detail out of all of that if you were to look back and think about this period with hindsight would you have done anything differently or would you give some advice to others i mean you've, you've mentioned about the financial advice which i think is is financial advisors would love you for that what else might you sort of say is there any one thing otherwise yeah the one thing that i think that would have helped me much more was if i had had a mentor of some sort two years prior to my retirement date because at that point i was still in denial and it was like almost uh, it was embarrassing to talk about it with my peers in the office. I felt embarrassed. I shouldn't have been, but I did. Um, and, and it was not comfortable. And if I'd had a mentor who I could bounce ideas off, because uh, it's even difficult to have these conversations with your family. I, I was not comfortable talking to my wife about it um, for the longest period of time. Um, but if I had somebody who I could talk to, um, and, and not fully emotional because there's a lot of practical, functional things you need to discuss. But within the context of that would have helped my emotional well-being um, in a much more positive way. than and, and I probably would have got things done, preparatory things done much quicker um, than I did uh, uh, if I had had that sort of emotional support um, of having that reach out to somebody. Thank you, Rob. I mean, it's um, you, you've covered so many of the points that we wanted to cover and, and that we talk to clients about. <laughs> you know, it's incredibly helpful and, and useful to us and to them to hear your story. So so thank you. Yeah, you, you can't you can talk all about this, but does anybody hear the reality, Rob, of you sharing what you've been through? So thank you so much. Gosh, Trevor. That was amazing. Uh, I could have chatted to Rob for hours. I'm sure you could. I kept wanting to follow up on all sorts of points that he made. I think we have to get him back for another time just to cover some of those. I was really interested, though, in his comment that a mentor would have helped him. I guess that's sort of partly what we're trying to do with our business next up, helping people pre-retirement. But also we launched a free mentoring site last year. Uh, We've got amazing people on it offering help. Uh, and you could join up and offer to help others, such as entrepreneurs. But I was just thinking you could ask to have a mentor for yourself, for somebody who's been through this journey, if you like. Yeah, I, I agree about Rob. Um, I thought everything he was saying was absolutely fascinating. And a lot of it really resonated with, with me and my own journey. Mm. 
I'm sure our guests are going to be just as interesting as Rob, but but in maybe lots of slightly different ways. So do subscribe if you so that you don't miss out. Just go to next-up.com. Don't forget the hyphen. <laughs> You'll also find lots of tips and other stories to help you find inspiration at this stage of your life. And you can also visit the mentoring site here too. And I hope you can all join us for our next guest. So who is that? Oh, yes, it's the wonderful Michelin starred chef. I can't wait to chat to her. Her story is fabulous, and I'm sure we're all going to learn a lot from her. Please do join us.